0: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. The Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company presents Star Wars, Coffin in the Clouds, and Hello, Bespin, Goodbye, by David Bickelani and Walter Simonson. The universe is a place of puzzles, and for a habitual gamesman like Lando Calrissian, the challenge of those puzzles is the spice of life. Here on Cloud City, the magnificent pastel colored metropolis hovering high over the planet Bespin, he may find that spice turning to poison.
1: I don't get it. The city's main function is mining anti gravity Tabana gas from a planet below an operation that takes hundreds of people. So where are they? I mean, I figured the Empire would make some changes when they took over, but total automation? That's impossible. And why didn't I think of it when I ran the place? And yeah, that's the bottom line, isn't it? When I ran? After all, I only came back because I felt I should have done more to keep the Empire out of Cloud City in the first place. Though finding a floating ghost town wasn't exactly part of my plan. Well, standing around moping won't help me solve that little riddle, but maybe some well-chosen questions to the city's central computer will. I just hope the primary coding hasn't been changed since... Ah! It's working! Hmm. According to this readout, the entire population of Cloud City was evacuated to Bespin because of some dire emergency. Only it doesn't say... What the... Oh, well, what do you know? I'm not alone! How you doing, old buddy? The new arrival is Lobot
0: lando's former aide-de-camp he strikes lando with an unexpected and devastating left hook that drives lando to his knees
1: Lobot, it's me lando your ex-boss
2: intruder danger to city must destroy
0: before lando is even back on his feet Lobot has hit him again, this time with a right cross. Dazed and desperate, Lando hasn't noticed that the AJ-6 implant that wraps around the sides and back of Lobot's head is damaged.
1: Oh, that cyborg may have been a terrific aid, but as an enemy, he's something else. Like a juggernaut with the strength of a bantha. Hey, Lobot, can't we tuck this out?
0: Lobot's answer comes in the form of another right cross. This time, Lando ducks, and the mighty blow damages a wall instead of smashing his skull.
1: Okay, some other time! This is crazy! Why is Lobot the only one still here? Why is he gone berserk? And why the blazes am I hanging around to find out?
0: Lando knows when he's losing, so he changes games from Diplomacy to Cat and Mouse. Meanwhile, as Lando Calrissian sprints for his life, a ship is approaching the other side of Cloud City, a ship of undeniably imperial design. Cutting its engines, replacing them with dampened retros, the craft glides slowly downward, lands, and releases its full complement of ominously well-armed passengers.
3: Step lively, troopers. Sergeant Volat, is your bomb squad ready?
1: Yes, sir, Captain Trace. We'll begin energy scans immediately. As soon as we've located the explosives, we shouldn't have any trouble disarming them.
3: Good. Then we can concentrate on finding the Ugnot scum that planted them here.
1: Sir, the Ugnots have always been law-abiding workers. Did they give any reasons for suddenly turning traitors?
3: None of that concerns you, soldier. Now begin scanning.
0: However, the landing of the Imperials had it gone unnoticed. Lando has arrived on a walkway overlooking the landing pad used by the Imperial shuttle.
1: Well, well, well. Imperials. They must be the danger to the city that Lobot was babbling about. Which means that if I want to keep Lobot from getting me, I've got to get them. Only first I have to get their attention...
0: From his elevated position, Lando aims and fires, directly hitting one of the stormtroopers below. He lets them see where he is and then dashes through the nearest door. A rebel assassin? Shoot him! No, you fools.
3: He's too far away. Go after him and don't come back until you've got that grubber's ashes with
0: you. The pursuit begins while several star systems away, Another journey has recently ended on the planet called Arbra, a forest world whose leafy green facade is broken only by the peaks of the jutty mountains and the glittering surface of an occasional Clearwater Lake. It is towards this ladder that a camouflage sky speeder now turns, for Arbra has lately become the new base site for the Rubba Alliance, and this speeder is one of theirs. Swooping low, it skims over the lake and then plunges deep into a pre-mapped path between towering trees, moving inland past branch-mounted watchposts to a mountainside cavern where other speeders receive their spray-painted patterns of camouflage. The scout craft lands and surrenders its pilot, Rebel Leader and Alderanian Princess, Leia Organa.
4: Have the speeder recharged immediately, Corporal. There's an anomaly on the ninth perimeter I want to check out. Meanwhile, I'll see if I can drum up a little company.
0: Picking her way past gun emplacements and curious hoojibs, rodent-like native Arbrins, Princess Leia soon comes to the core of the rubble complex, a huge grotto laced with crystalline power rods, natural formations that provide heat, light, and almost unlimited energy.
4: Luke, I've been looking for you. Hey, Leia. I'm making another run on the perimeter and can use a co-pilot. Interested? Uh, well, I would be, but Lando hasn't reported in from Bespin yet, and I'm a little worried, so Shira and I are going to see if he's okay. Oh? Well, that was kind of you to volunteer, Lieutenant Bree. I know Commander Skywalker will appreciate your companionship. I try to please, Princess. Yes, I'm sure you do.
0: The two pilots leave as the crystal-warmed cave grows slightly cooler. On Cloud City, things are getting downright hot.
1: So much for divide and conquer! I may have split the enemy into two groups, but now I have to stop this one before it splits me into atoms! Oh, that shot bought me enough time to reach the carbon freezing room. Oh, the place where Vader froze Han Solo into a solid block of carbonite. And where I've just gotten one dangerous idea.
0: As elsewhere... Good
3: work, Sergeant. Your scans have located the first bomb. Now to... Hi
1: guys!
4: Come to design me, have ya? Hey, that's terrific!
3: What? A talking bomb?
4: Why not? The ice put us together with spare parts and that included audio components. So do you want some help or what?
3: You help
4: us? Sure. Hey look, put yourself in my place. Would you want to explode? Of course not. Now come on, this thing's on a time fuse, you know.
3: Well, I suppose it couldn't hurt.
4: Now you're cooking? Okay, guys? Let's get to it?
3: I'll just stand way over here and watch for that rebel gunman.
0: And speaking of whom?
1: So far, so good. Those stormtroopers followed me in just like I hoped, only how do I get them into the freezing chamber? If this was a cards, dice, or slip line, I could run a bluff. But violence isn't usually my game. So what now? Smooth talk, chicanery, bird impressions? Uh heck!
0: Lando pulls a cable out of where it was attached to a wall on the platform overlooking the main deck of the Carbonite Chamber. The far end of the cable is attached to the distant ceiling. Lando takes a second to aim his arc and jumps!
1: Oh, there's never a hero around when you need one!
0: With the timing of a politician, his downward swing knocks into all three of the stormtroopers that were looking for him.
1: They're in! All of them! Oh, but they'll be climbing right out again if I don't hit the freeze button fast!
0: He does, and instantly a shower of sparking, crackling liquid cascades from multiple nozzles, choking off a single pitiful Ah! scream. Lando looks down into the pit and sees the carbonite-encrusted forms of the stormtrooper trio.
1: That's one for you, Han.
0: Elsewhere.
4: Almost done, fellas. One more twist of that garthrometer, and everything should be hunky-dory.
1: Good. That makes one down, and that almost sounded as if we'd activated the detonator instead of deactivating it. That's probably because you did, suckers. What? An explosion! Oh, and now the whole city's listing! We must be losing Tabana gas. I've got to- Uh Uh-oh. Central Computer must have told Lobot someone was using the carbon freeze. And something tells me I'd better find another way out.
0: Good thinking, for soon. Intruder.
2: Gone. Must. Save. City. Find. Intruder.
1: And kill. kill
0: Lando reaches the site of the detonation.
1: That explosion didn't blow too big a hole, and the emergency drones are already sealing it up. We shouldn't drop too far before- well, well, Imperials. They must have been the ones with the explosives. Only it looks like they all got caught in their own trap. Better make that almost all.
3: Rebel, you, you are my prisoner.
1: Seems to me, friend, that we're each other's prisoners.
3: Yes, I, I see your point. Then, then might I suggest we call a truce for, for the sake of our
1: mutual survival. All right. Excellent. So, suppose we start with you telling me what's going on here. Very
3: well. I am Captain Treese, Governor of Cloud City, and I'm looking for twelve, uh, um, eleven explosive devices planted by the creatures called the Ugnots. What? Those lackeys worked in the disposal room, separating useful components from scrap. Clandestinely, they employed some of the components to construct bombs, and the first was typical. They're all equipped with destruct devices that block access to their detonation controls. Fortunately, the Ugnauts gave enough warning that we were able to evacuate all citizens to Bespin, but unless we find and shut down the rest of those bombs...
1: I know. So long city. But why would the Ugnauts pull a stunt like that?
3: Quite simply, they are jealous. They wish mining operations to return to the surface of their home planet below so they can once more be minors instead of menials.
1: I find that hard to believe, Therese. But I guess motivations aren't important now. We can discuss them after we've found Lobot. Lobot? But but why? Just trust me, Captain. I have a plan. Come on, Lando. Think of a plan.
0: Moments later, on an outer rim walkway, a trembling Lobot stalks and stammers.
2: In <laughs> F- f- Fight and prime directive protect city m- must kill.
1: Hey, Lobot! Uh, there's something I forgot to tell you. Y- you're fired. <laughs> Ooh, looks like I struck a nerve. And unless I want to get struck back, I'd better put some distance between me and. Oh blast! Lobot's superhuman strength takes him a dozen meters in a single leap. So it looks like I'd better take a shortcut. This access tube should get me to the next level in no time flat. Ah mm, slick move, Kalrizian. But maybe too slick. I don't see my cyborg playmate anywhere. Could I possibly have lost him? No offhand I'd say no.
0: The chase continues, leading at last to the freight loading facilities at Cloud City's base.
1: I never spent much time down here. I just hope I can find the right dead end.
0: Lendo skids to a halt. The doorway he'd hoped would be open is sealed tight. Now, die!
1: Boy, are you in for a surprise. Okay, Trees! Uh, Trees? Trees!
0: With a whir of servos and the hissing of hydraulic pistons, metallic fingers encircle Lobot and lift the cyborg off of the floor.
3: Sorry, I'm not familiar with this type of loading claw. It took me a while to get the mechanism
0: working.
1: Better late than post-mortem, I guess. Just hold Lobot until-
0: Lobot extends one powerful arm and the
1: loader's finger on that side snaps. Until nothing. That claw's not gonna hold him at all. I've got to pull the plug. Or in this case, the motivational programming capsule from his AG6 implant. Uh, Uh. All right, Therese. He's immobile. You can put him down now.
3: With pleasure, Rebel. I'm just glad that my little ploy worked.
1: His ploy? (laughs) And soon? The way I figure it, the Ugnaughts realized that Lobot was the only one who could disarm their bombs, so they gave him a shot to the circuits and left him for dead. Only the damage didn't kill him, it just made him a little crazy.
3: And your adjustments will cure that instability.
1: Well, Captain, if they don't, I doubt we'll regret it for long.
2: You needn't be concerned, sir. My mental processes are functioning normally now.
1: Terrific! You can start breathing again, Therese. And
0: momentarily, after an energy scan has led searchers to the dark bowels of the city...
3: So, now that you've found the second bomb, just how is your friend here going to disarm it?
1: Very carefully, I hope. You see... Cyborgs have certain abilities the rest of us lack. For instance, they can focus their energy to manipulate objects without actually touching them. With luck, Lobot should be able to use that power to get past any safeguard mechanisms and detach the bomb's primer circuit.
3: Oh, well, if it's that simple, perhaps I'd best start scanning for the next one. I'll just- Too late,
1: Trees. It started.
0: From the mind of the concentrating Lobot, Tendrils of cybernetic force cautiously probe, slipping past deadly triggers to find a precision-balanced primer control, and with an effort of dexterity and will beyond human capability, to finally turn that vital control... off. He... he did it!
1: Good job, Lobot.
2: I was merely performing my ordered task, sir. Will there be anything else?
0: Indeed there will. Later, after ten, something else's have been located and disarmed. The trio stand at a railing that looks out and down to Bespin below.
1: The danger's over, Treece. But before we bring the citizens back, I think you and I should talk. Oh? What about? About the Ugnaughts. If they really did set those bombs to protest their position, maybe you should change that position by treating them with the same respect and courtesy I used to give them.
3: My good man, I can assure you those little stumpwarts will get precisely what they deserve. In fact, I suggest you go tell them so. What? What I'm saying, rebel, is the armistice is over.
0: Lando receives a vicious kick from Trice, which breaks the railing as he falls backwards and down.
1: Trece, you slime-licking, slit-eared son of a!
0: Lando Calrissian's rage lasts perhaps a hundred meters at which point is replaced by the more immediate realization that he's in big trouble. His next stop, the planet Bespin, one and a half miles straight down. Unfortunately, there is no one to hear Lando's plaintive cry, but even as the bitterness soon fades, lost in horror, as Lando watches his only prayer for salvation shrinking farther and farther away.
3: Is it not a pity, Lobot? I mean, that Bespin lies so far below. Why, I doubt we'll even be able to hear the splat.
2: (laughs) I have analyzed the situation, Captain Treese, and have concluded that while the neutralized explosives no longer pose a threat to this city, you do, and since Baron Calrissian is the one most likely to defeat you, he must be recovered.
3: Oh, and who's going to perform that little miracle? I am. What? Have you gone mad again? Just what the devil do you think you're doing?
0: The equipment locker on the outer wall is labeled, in emergency, break glass. Rather than using the hammer provided, Lobot simply smashes his fist through the barrier and starts extricating the bin's contents.
2: These life jets were placed at intervals around the city's perimeter for emergency use in case of accident. It matters not whether that accident be natural or man-made.
0: Stop, you fool! You'll never survive, never! But Lobot, being a cyborg, feels no fear. He feels merely a rush of sudden wind and the incomparable freedom of plunging, unfettered flight. While falling, he methodically straps the life-jet on in the proper and secure way. Unlike Lando, who is trying to catch as much air as possible to slow himself, Lobot streamlines to make sure his speed increases as rapidly as it can.
2: This life jet may not be able to lift both of us back to Cloud City, but I should at least be able to slow Mr. Calrissian down, if I can reach him. Sir, it will be necessary for you to decrease your rate of descent in order for me to catch you.
1: Like how? I don't skin too well on Clouds!
2: No, but you can turn over and extend your limbs, thereby creating greater wind resistance than what you're currently doing. Oh! Excellent, sir. The distance is decreasing already. Remain calm.
1: Remain calm? When I'm about to... Hey! You're right! You are getting closer! You're gonna do it! Hit those rockets! Lobot! Oh, fast!
0: Lobot reaches under Lando's arms, grabbing him evenly. The rockets aim out and down, away from their bodies, and ignite with all the repelling force they can provide.
2: Precisely what I had in mind, sir.
0: While below, on Bespin, all is quiet along a mist-covered marsh of liquefied gas, a hazy swamp that has given rise to some of the most bizarre life forms in the galaxy, both plant and animal. Suspended just a few meters over the swamp are a trio of craft each held aloft by tabana-filled bladders attached to them by cables.
2: Be we rolling, lads. Fine. Ahem. Good afternoon to ye. These be ours, civil well reporting for action tidings. We'll be in Pleasant Meadow today to capture on film a moment of history. The actual splashdown o' oh, that den o' oh, him and in Inquity. Cloud City. Calculations indicate that bombs planted by revolutionary Oogunaths have already blown o' that Cloud City started plummeted down planetward. With luck, we should be seeing the results of that drop any minute now. Ty
3: we're using a gas. Something hit one of the lift bags. Tis. twas something metallic, ay. And look, something else has fallen this way. Something alive.
0: The rockets of the life jet strain, but all they can do is slow the descent of the two men depending on it.
3: Florida, get that shot. Sure, and I'm a getting day AF.
0: The hovering craft's crew has tossed ropes down to the water. A grateful Lando begins his climb up to the deck.
2: Sir, may I remind you that these creatures are Ugnaughts, our enemies.
1: May I remind you, Lobot, that their boat is dry? Lobot accepts that valid point and follows
0: his former employer.
2: Well, bless me soul, if it isn't Lando Calrissian.
3: Calrissian? You mean that Hume who used to run Cloud City?
2: Aye, the same.
0: Then let's lynch him! Two advanced near-surface craft are swooping in on the Ugnaughts floaters. Each has a large front-mounted cannon that fires again and again at civilian ships.
1: Sorry, folks, the welcome's gonna have to wait. We've got company riding in on Imperial skimmers. Must be the stormtroopers who were evacuated from Cloud City. Probably tracked our fall in the scanners, so unless we want to end up feeding the swamp bugs... I suggest we start shooting back.
2: Aye, laddie. You heard the man. That shot.
0: Portobur is already on the task, aiming his camera at the attacking Imperials.
1: No, dummy. I don't mean cameras. I'm talking about Black-
2: Then you're out of luck, bucko. This here's a news boat. We got no weapons.
1: Great. Looks like it's up to us, Robot. You get those Tabana balloons fixed while I fix me some stormtroopers.
3: Hey! Leave off with a hand. What do you think I am? Baggage?
1: I'm afraid I'm not as concerned about you, my friend, as I am about your camera. Especially the belt drive.
0: Lando is taking the unit apart and not being any too gentle about it. Eh?
2: Here now. That's private property. I've half a mind to- (laughs) Help ye, is what I will. This is where you want it, lad.
0: Lando has already tied one end of the cut, flexible drive belt to a buckle on the ship's rail. R starts tying the other end to another buckle, while Lando pulls the camera even further apart.
1: That'll do. Make it tight. Oh,
0: my camera. Lando pulls back on the middle of the belt, a metal film canister between his hands on the opposite side of the improvised trebuchet.
1: Now, if I can angle this just right...
0: One of the Imperial skimmers speeds past and turns away, exposing its propulsion blade. What? No! Not, not the film! Lando fires his improvised weapon. The projectile's ballistic arc is short and true. The lightweight blades of the skimmer shatter when hit. Their ship crashes into a pocket of tabana gas, which explodes. The other Imperial craft retreats.
2: Sir. The tabanin bladders have been repaired and reinflated. We should be achieving normal flotation momentarily.
1: Then let's get out of here before that other skimmer realizes our secret weapon was a film can and comes back mad.
2: Soon. Carisian, we've been talking and we're all agreed that while ye were once the high human or crowd city, ye always treated us fairly, so we've decided to take you back to our capital and let our leader condemn ye to death.
1: Thanks.
0: A lot. While high above, in a city kept aloft by myriad pockets of anti-gravity tabanagas,
3: Things are going better than I hoped. With Calrissian dead, I can claim full credit for saving this installation from... Eh? That sound! What? X-Wing fighters? Rebel craft? But what the blazes are they doing here?
0: Apparently, they're landing. And as Luke Skywalker and his wing guard, Shira Bree, disembark,
4: Nice touchdown, Ace. Thanks, Shira, but R2 did most of the work. Hmm, kind of quiet. Yeah, this whole place seems deserted. That could explain why Alondo never reported back to base. Though it doesn't explain where he is. R2, plug into the city's central computer and try and find us some answers, OK?
3: Well, Commander Skywalker, it sounds like your little buddies hit the jackpot.
4: Sort of. He says a bunch of bombs were planted here, causing the entire populace to be evacuated. But the bombs were recently neutralized by Lobot,
0: working with a human. Could be Lando. Within earshot but out of sight, Treese schemes.
3: Skywalker, eh? If that's the rebel Lord Vader is looking for, my ascendancy is assured. Treese to ground troops. Return to Cloud City. Immediately.
4: Now, we have to... Wait a minute, something's wrong. I can feel. Duck!
3: Looks like this place isn't quite deserted after all. Yeah, we're pinned down. They're pinned down, cut off from their ships, and they're going to stay that way until my troops arrive to cart them off to Vader.
0: While well below, a different carting nears its end as floating newsboats approach a patchwork maze of stilt-house dwellings. This is Ugnorgrad, the capital city of the Ugnaughts. Amidst growing gazes of curiosity and awe, they glide through city gates, descending towards a central plaza where
1: soon… I used to deal with the Ugnaughts as a workforce back when I ran Cloud City. They were a bit temperamental, but generally sensible. I only hope their grand, majestic mucky-muck has stayed that way.
2: A bit of advice, laddie. When addressing our leader, you might try using king instead of mucky-muck. I think your next-door king would appreciate it.
0: Right. And so, a short, sobering walk later, an ex-leader meets a current one in the high-ceiling hall of King Oz. Greetings, Lando. It's been a while. I hope you've got a good explanation for me. You know how
1: I fancy tall tales. Ah, oh, tell you what, King. I'll trade you my explanation for yours. Tell you what, King. I'll trade you my explanation for yours. Because the one Treese gave me about your creating an insurrection to bring a mining back to the planet's surface, it just doesn't wash. He said that, did he? Well, in a way he was right. Gas mining was good on Bespin,
0: but it was better on Cloud City. Shorter hours, higher pay, good treatment, that is, until the Empire stuck in its ugly nose.
1: The Empire?
0: Aye, that's when your captain started breaking a dole from the profits. And so's his bosses wouldn't notice. He doubled to production, taking more gas than Bespin's ecosystem could safely produce. But he weren't just destroying our home. He was working our people till they was dropping like Marnets and that's when we decided to do something
1: about it. You mean Treece turned my city into a slave camp? King, you've just lost yourself an enemy and gained the meanest, maddest friend you've ever had. Meantime, above. Heads up, Ace, we've got trouble. I know, I'm shooting at it. No, I mean more trouble,
4: silly. There's an Imperial troop transport diving in from the horizon. Oh, I uh, don't suppose they've just dropped by for a rest stop and a couple of sandwiches?
3: Gosh, I love a man with a sense of humor.
0: An Ugnaught craft approaches a different section of Cloud City.
2: Are you sure this plan of yours will work, Buckle? There's a lot riding on it.
1: It'll work. Ooh. <laughs> At least better than this landing. Come on, Lobot. With your help, I should be able to give Treese the same shaft he's been giving the Ugnaughts. Speaking of whom, you guys stay here and stay out of trouble.
0: Lando and Lobrot take off at a run.
2: (sighs) Hmph! there ain't no news here. Maybe
3: not, but unless me ears is telling stories that's gunfire coming from over yonder,
0: and you know what that means. Aye, an exclusive. Let's go, lads. And as the Action Tidings news team rounds a carbon scored corner, they are not disappointed.
2: Light's good, speed! You're on, Ars! Good afternoon, this be Ars Fivil, bringing ye live coverage of the fight for a crowd city, and a gallant struggle it is. What the? A pair of courageous but woefully outnumbered rebels is spurred off against a horde of Imperial War Dogs. We're hoping for interviews as soon as- I don't believe this!
4: I do, but I don't want to!
2: Whoop! Just a moment. There seems to be a break in the fighting. A break apparently caused by. Look, we're being watched. Us? Kill them.
1: I wouldn't do that if I were you, Treese. Huh? Well, I'll be. It's Lando. If you don't get your men out of here fast, I'll have Lobot rearm the explosives and blow us all into the next star system.
3: No. I think not. Lobot! It appears Calorisian that you've lost the only being capable of rearming those bombs without touching them thereby setting off their self-destruct mechanisms or to put it more simply check and mate.
4: Oh great. Now what will we? Huh? Uh, of course. Why didn't I think of that? Hey, Hotshot, you blew it. Lobot wasn't the only one who can move things without touching them. Take a look. Mother of
3: Saints!
0: The camera! It moved by itself! As Luke concentrates, the camera operator's equipment hovers well above the walkway it had been set up on. But Luke Skywalker's burgeoning command of the Force, the elemental energy that surrounds and permeates all things, is not limited to parlor tricks. For now, he uses that ability to seek out the 11 remaining bombs hidden by the Ugnaughts on Cloud City and, having located them, Arms them. Hey, what was Oh.
4: The bombs are now active. You have 30 seconds to escape, or you'll all die. Luke, you you can't be serious.
3: You heard the woman. He's bluffing. Now get back here, you simplering cowards. Get back before I
0: With a bang and a whimper, Cloud City sinks, leaving her place in the sky to be filled by a flock of confused, though hopeful, carrion birds. Well, Wait for me! I mean, retreat! In seconds, the Imperial troop ship rockets outward as desperate passengers desert like the drove of tail-tucked rodent off of a foundering ship.
1: <laughs> You're crazy, Luke! I was just kidding about blowing those bombs. We gotta get out of here!
2: You know, if we hurry, we can still catch that fall of Cloud City on film.
1: Aye,
4: there could be an award in this yet. Whoa, just hold on a minute. There's no rush.
1: No rush? Look, buddy, just cause you're good friends with the Force doesn't make you a god. You're gonna break into as many pieces as we are if you don't move it. That's telling him, Landau. Come on, relax. It was a trick.
4: A what? I didn't explode the bombs, I just blew the primers. That way, the holes they made let out just enough Tibana gas to make it seem like we were doomed. Heck, the emergency drones are patching up those little holes already. So you see, there is never any real danger. All flash, no crash. Everybody happy?
3: You wanna hit him? Ladies
1: first.
0: Grudgingly, potential fisticuffs give way to sighs of relief. As a new day dawns, it is a fully restored, fully functional Cloud City to which a grateful populace returns, and where, spectacularly, celebration begins. Looks
4: like Cloud City's going to be okay. With luck, the Empire will think she crashed, and they'll forget all about her. The only thing that bothers me is that Trees got away.
1: Well, I wouldn't say he got clean away. You see, while you folks were getting shot at, Lobot and I had the city's financial computer transmit a change of orders to Teresa's private account on Argow. We transferred the captain's last illegal deposit, along with the complete information on where it came from, to a different account. One set up by a rather severe fellow named Vader.
0: The Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company podcast is a Podcastcadia production. Copyright 2021, Jeff Pellier. This episode was recorded the 25th of April, 2021. Our cast this episode was Alex as Lobot and R. Fivy. Catherine as Luke Skywalker and The Bomb. JJ as Lando Calrissian and Sergeant Volat. Jen as Leia Organa. Gina as Captain Treese, Portimer and Lieutenant Shira Bree, Rob as King Oz and Trooper TK1980, and myself, Jeff, as your narrator. Star Wars Coffin in the Clouds and Hello Bespin Goodbye were written by David McElaney and Walter Simonson and originally published in issues 56 and 57 of Marvel's Star Wars Monthly Comic with cover dates of February and March of 1982. The story was adapted for audio by Jeff Pellier. Star Wars and all related elements are the intellectual property of the Walt Disney Company. The unpracticed, disorganized acting company performs for the enjoyment of it and is not profiting in money, goods, or services from this presentation. 20th Century Fox Fanfare by Alfred Newman. City in the Clouds and Star Wars main Title by John Williams Used with absolutely no permission whatsoever. Some sound effects from Zapsplat.com and from Freesound.org. To learn more about the unpracticed disorganized acting company, look for us on Facebook and on our website, on cascadia.com There you can learn about upcoming projects and how you can also participate.